Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Five Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with O'Hara Davies. O'Hara, it's good to see you, as it's been quite some time. Uh, yeah, it has. It's been, it's, uh, you know, it's been, I haven't fought in about 13 months now. Um, I've been out of the game for quite some time, mm-hmm. and I'm just glad I'm looking forward to be getting back in there, doing what I do best. Let's fight. Right. So, we know that you're, fa- you're facing Ismael uh, Barroso on November the 26th. But before we get on to the fights and, and all the, the uh, important things coming up in terms of your career, one of the things I really want to sort of talk to you a bit about is, you know, sort of the journey as to where you are now, mm-hmm. like mentally, psychologically. Because as I was watching some videos that you've done recently, or even in the last several months, like I know one of our correspondents interviewed you about seven months ago. And uh, there were a few things that had come up that made me want to question. Like, I'm like, I kind of want to ask him what's up with the status of everything at the minute. Mm -hmm. So you, and I don't mean any disrespect by this when I say it, right? But you Mm -hmm. come off very mature and calm now. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've, you've, you made comments. You're like, Oh, you know, it's a new O'Hara Davies. It's an, it's a new me. And so I kind of want to, talk a bit about that and sort of like figure out like like what what got you to this point yeah I think I've really calmed down um you know over the years I feel like when I first turned pro it was all new to me the whole industry the lights the camera the action money getting paid for fights like getting money everything was all new to me and I feel like I wasn't mature and I wasn't guided in the right way to act in a mature manner I was more f- left free to roam, make the mistakes. Um, you know what? I just wanted to say, I wanted to be like Floyd. I wanted to be like Ali, people I've been watching my whole life. I want, they've done this. I want to do that as well. Instead of being myself, I wanted to be others. And I feel like as the years gone by, as you get, as I got a lot more older, mature, I made a couple of mistakes in the game, um, trial and error. I've learned just to be myself now. And I've learned how to be myself and I've learned that there's nothing wrong with you being with me being myself um you know yeah 
So I think that's that's just what helps me get to where I'm at right now. Well, let's talk about the trial and errors, right? Um, yeah. In an interview you had just done recently, I believe it was with IFL, you, you talked mm-hmm. a bit about like, you know, the, the parting at one point, uh, the girls at one point. Uh, how are things now? Like, how, how have you been able to sort of, sort of create these boundaries now where you're able to focus? To be honest, Michelle, the partying was never the issue. I never party. I, I, I don't drink. I drink probably once a year. I don't get drunk, nothing like that. The issue with me, it was always the girls. You can ask any of my good friends. They was, and like literally, they will tell you my issue was always the girls. Um, you know, me being an amateur boxer for such a long time, and I wasn't the most attractive guy. Didn't have any money or nothing like that. So I never got any attention from girls. And then all I know is that one day I turn pro, I get signed to Matchroom, and I've got the boutique on Instagram. I'm on the TV. I'm with AJ in the gym. I get a few pictures, and girls see it. I'm now an attractive guy. I've got a bit of money now. I drive a car. I had an Audi A5. Like girls like me now, and me not knowing how to handle it because I've never had it in my life. I was like a, I was like a kid in a candy store. It's like, wow. And instead of me being in the gym, focusing like I should have been doing, I was more out with these girls and like this girl this week, now another girl next week, different hotels, different restaurants, enjoying life, having fun. Um, my focus wasn't in the right place, but that's all due to immaturity. But as the years have gone by, and I've had the girls, I've had so many hot girls now, I've kind of matured and I kind of see things now the way that I should have seen things back then. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was all new to me. I was like a kid in a candy store. So where where have you sort of built these boundaries now? Because the temptation doesn't stop. You know that. So where where or how have you been able to sort of create this environment, this healthy environment for yourself yeah. so that you can actually focus again on your career? It's more the fact that I more sat back one day, I took a look at my whole life and I, I focused on, no, I tried to look at what the good things and the bad things. And I was like, what helps me, what helps me get far? What helps me progress in my boxing career? What got me here versus what held me back? And the camps, the fights that I lost that I wasn't focused for, the issue was always girls. It was always the girls. And so, um, no, I just sat down one day and I said, I've got to be disciplined during camp. I need to be bored during camp. I need to have my feet up. Don't be out here, out here, out there in different places. Relax, chill. But I've learned that through the mistakes that I've made. If I never made those certain mistakes, I never, I never, I never would have learned this. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, through those trials and errors, I've learned what boundaries I need to set. And then it's just about adding the discipline to follow through and then that's what I've done so let's sort of take it back a bit you know in terms of your um the last fights you've had what have you really taken from and I like to ask this question because what have you taken from your losses like what what have you learned the most about yourself through those losses okay well let's talk about that's why I mean it's not like a ton ton. (laughs) let's talk about the Taylor's because I've lost two fights on paper so the Taylor's loss. Um, listen, I thought Debbie Matthews. I don't. I, I don't only blame me. I blame the team I had for that loss as well, in a way, because I fought Debbie Matthews in March, and that was my first half decent paycheck ever. And you know, I fought Taylor in July, March, April, May, June, July. That was like three and a half months after I went from one big fight to 
a such a big fight in this, in, in the space of three and a half months. But me being from where I'm from and I've never had anything in my life, when I got paid after that after that Dave Matthews fight, first thing I bought was a brand new Audi A5 out with girls. My team should have seen that and said, you know what, he this guy's enjoying life. Let's let him enjoy life for a few more months. Then let's give him this next big fight. But like now it was like that fight got done out of the way and then bang, Taylor fight came straight after. But me being so immature back then, I never thought about it. I just thought, you know what? I'll just do what I've always done, go and knock out this bum. But I never knew that that was going to be my, my first loss. Uh, but just looking back now, I would, have, I would have taken out more time just to enjoy life, enjoy the girls, make some mistakes. It's, it's okay to make some mistakes. Uh, I'm not perfect. I don't think anyone is. Making the mistakes with the girls and stuff, that wasn't the issue. The issue was that Taylor's fight it was a bit too soon after I fought Dave Matthews. And I, and I mentally wasn't ready to juggle the girls' lifestyle and the training lifestyle, both both at the same time. And that's what I tried to do. And so the fight, I wasn't 100% me, even though I fought the best fighter in this world at this weight class, that wasn't 100% me. And I feel like I would have put on a much better fight if I had, if I had some more time to focus and, um, you know what, and do me. Um, with the Jack Cattle loss, what I took from that fight is knock these guys out or the, or the judges are going to rub you. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I took from that loss because everyone that was there knows that I won the fight. Every, 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 everyone that was there knows that I won the fight. Um, one judge gave it 118-110. Like, that's mad. 118-110. And in boxing, you've got a lot of corruption that goes on in boxing and a lot of the powers that be. I'm not going to want to hear me say this, but fuck it, it is what it is. I believe I got done wrongly. And I'm not the only one. Look at Akeem Ennis Brown when he saw when he fought Sam when he fought Sam Maxwell. He got done wrongly. Miguel Vasquez when he fought Lewis Ritson. He got done wrongly. You're seeing a lot of these these days, right? You're seeing a lot of I'm, I'm seeing a lot more, a lot more, a lot more. But Catwell versus me, that was a prime example. anyone that was there, anyone that sits down and takes time to watch that fight back knows I won the fight and by far. To give it one eighteen to one ten mad. But I guess that karma came from because since then he ain't done shit he's done zero since then nothing so you know what karma came back from since the fight i won the golden contract and now i've got this big fight for the wba gold he was meant to have a world title fight which has been postponed and you know just it's most probably going to be well, postponed again it's interesting because you're you know you're talking about the josh taylor fight as though like you know you knew that you weren't 100 percent where you wanted to be well, we know yeah. that life has a funny way of working out. As you know, your fight against Ismail is also going to be a WBA super lightweight eliminator. Yeah. So for that reason, now correct, you you tell me, because I'm I'm a little confused when it comes to the title sometimes. Yeah. As we know, the super is Josh Taylor, but the yeah. regular is Gervonta um, Davis. Yeah. So this eliminator obviously is for... Josh Taylor, the winner of Taylor Catterall, right? Mm -hmm. So this gives you an opportunity to potentially, if all goes well on November 26th, if you do it right, you focus, mm -hmm. buckle down and do the job, you could potentially end up, you know, mm -hmm. having an, another opportunity yeah. to avenge a lot. 100%, 100%, I do think about that sometimes, but then I've got to correct myself because I can't, I can't be thinking about what's after the next step. My only focus right now is this next fight. Mm -hmm. And once I get this next fight out of the way, then I'll start to think about that. But before I fought Taylor, I had, I had my whole boxing career planned out in my head. But you had it. I'm going to 
look at this bum and then do this and do that and find him. And then I got my ass whooped and I'm back down to square one. So now I take it one fight at a time. I'm not looking at that rematch. Only thing I'm looking at is Ismail Broso. And then hopefully once I get through him, that's when I start thinking about, yes, now the rematch is here. Right. Talk to me about the uh, the golden contracts, because I know that when you last spoke to Behind the Gloves about seven months ago, you said you were unsure if you were going to take the deal. Uh, yeah. Really exciting, the, the not willingness to want to move to America and really yeah. kind of uproot your life into a different country. Yeah. And, and to be fair, it's easier said than done, because, yeah. you know, when I moved to England, it's yeah. a lot. It, it's mentally, emotionally a lot mm. to move to a completely different country Culturally, although the two countries are are probably the most similar in terms of like the differences with other countries, but yeah. it's still different nonetheless. And you're away from home, like you said, you wouldn't be sleeping in your own bed. I know the feeling. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not always easy doing that. But yeah. explain the decision. Like how? Like first of all, what ended up happening with everything? Because I don't even know. Yeah, a lot of boxing fans don't understand that. A lot of boxing fans, they wrote in the comments, I'm not ambitious no more, I'm this, I'm scared, I don't want to fight in America. Is every fighter's dream? Yes, it's every fighter's dream until they get in the position that I'm in and they see the game for what it actually is. Then they realise what I thought was my dream isn't my dream. And that was my dream at one point, to go out there, fight MGM Grand, big lights in America. And I was like, nah, I'm a lot more mature now, I see things for how they are. And mate, to me, that's all bullshit. I'd rather wake up in my own bed, get in a car to the venue and fight. I want to go in a contract. I'm the A-side. Why should I have to move out to this place to go fight there? Why can't it be on... I can't, I can't be on my home turf. I'm the winner. So it should be on my... It, it, should, be, it should be here, up on my turf. So, um, so you know, I've turned that down and I've still got big opportunities anyway. That's another thing. It's, the thing is, is that I didn't need it. I didn't need it because I've got this big fight against Ismael Barroso. It's not like I needed that. And if I didn't take 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 that deal, there's going to be no more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Ohio Davis. I'm, I'm always going to have opportunities because I've got a bit of a name. I told you now, I'll lose my next 10 fights. There will, there will still be opportunities for me. I'll lose my next five fights in a row. There will still be an opportunity to get me on a big stage because I've built myself up to a place where I'm always going to be a half, I'm not a name, but I'm half a name. I'm always going to be half a name. And um, so there's always going to be opportunities for me. So I'm, I don't need to rush to take this deal. Mm-hmm. That's the good thing about, I've got options and I've played this game smartly. I've got options. I've made smart, I've made smart investments. So I don't need to do, I don't need to fight because I'm not living paycheck to paycheck like I was or like m- most guys do. So a lot of those guys are the ones saying that I'm not ambitious, blah, blah, blah. I, all I've got to say to them is, you stay in your lane, I stay in my lane. I'm doing, I'm doing good here. So just focus about you doing good. Mm-hmm. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, obviously, uh, you'll be fighting on November the 26th, and Up the Card also features Badu Jack, mm-hmm. uh, Rocky Fielding. Mm-hmm. How exciting is it for you to sort of go over to Dubai? I've, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you have been to Dubai before. I've been there a few times, yeah. I've been there about two or three times now. You know, I've never been there before. Are you coming to the fight? Well, I, I can't, unfortunately. But, I mean, that's, that's even yeah, like right. um, a holiday weekend, so it's quite complicated. Yeah, Dubai is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, last time I was there. I booked Apple to flight for like three weeks. I came back after six days. That's how wild they got out there. Yeah, Dubai is one of those places. We don't need that. Wild. We don't need that. We don't need that. After the fight, I'm going back to wild. But, you know, before the fight, it's all about focusing. Um, I've been there quite a few times and I love the city, the country. Dubai is an amazing place. So I'm glad that I get the opportunity to fight there. And, you know, I want to stay there a bit longer after the fight starts just to enjoy myself a bit. But just to fight in that country... I'm like Dubai could be it could be the next big thing in boxing because you know they got a few MMA shows out there now and a few boxing shows here and there. So I could be I'm like I could be one of the first ones to say I boxed in Dubai. I boxed there. So just having the opportunity to say that it's like a great thing. Mm-hmm. I love Dubai. So often we hear fighters talk about losing their passion for the sport. Uh, yeah. It could be for many different re- reasons. Some could be because there could be personal reasons. It could also just be because they're overtraining. How do you sort of keep yourself from um, losing your passion? I've never, I've never done anything else really apart from boxing. My passion would have been lost a long time ago because my passion for the game now is not it, it, like it's anywhere near how it was at one point. But now I'm a lot more mature, so I'm more focused in a way. The fact that my passion's not, I'm not so excited by it, but I still go to the gym every day. I still train twice a day. I still diet right. I still make weight correctly. I'm still doing everything the same, Mm -hmm. but I'm just more in the mature mindset now. And I've never known anything else about boxing. You know, before boxing, I was, you know, I I would have been a life of crime. I used to sell drugs here and there, commit crimes here and there, do a few phone robberies. Mm-hmm. I used to rub a few people on the on the street side, and then I got into boxing. I got kicked out of my schools. So every every school that I've ever been to, I kicked out of my primary school, my secondary schools. I've never done anything. So when I got into boxing, it was like cool. I've never done anything else. So sometimes it's like, if my passion goes, I've got nothing else to get into. So I might as well go to the gym every day. I've got I, I don't know anything else. So my passion, in that sense, it will never die because if I don't box, I'm bored. Apart from boxing, I'm bored. I've been learning about crypto. I've been learning about properties now. I'm now on a property market. I'm a landlord now. So these are things that I use also to take up my... I, I do in my spare time. I do research on the property market, on the cryptocurrency. But I can't do that 24 hours a day, can I? I've got to go to the gym every single day. Right. What crypto are you into right now? Just out of curiosity, because I've been getting into that myself. The first coin I ever bought was Shiba Inu. That's the first coin I ever bought. Um, I have Shiba Inu as well. 
Yeah, I bought CD, but I bought CD when it went up, yeah, and then it went down. I lost a bit of money in that coin because I didn't hold. Yeah. I bought a few coins here and there. I was losing like a bit of money, and then my friend told me about a coin. It's called Phantom. So Phantom was at eleven pence when I bought it. It shot all the way up to a pound forty. Wow. So, I made half decent money on that coin, and that's and I made I made I made I made I made so much money on that coin. And that's what allowed me to get this new flat that I bought. I bought, I bought this new flat through that coin phantom because wow. I made I put down a few, I put down a couple of grand in the coin and when it went up I was like I got enough to get a flat now like mad. <laughs> so, it's, um, it's crazy though, isn't it? Because like mm-hmm. back in the day, it was in 2017. Someone goes, you need to buy into this coin called uh, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and I knew nothing about nothing, so I didn't know. Like I looked at it as like gambling, like if you put mm-hmm. money in. Like you could just put any money in and then it's like, but I didn't understand that you had to pay a certain amount for one coin. Right. I didn't get it. So I was like, I really missed out on that because apparently just after I bought into it, it crashed, but then it went right back up and now look how much it's worth. So I I learned from that mistake, but I did make some money, but not a ton, unfortunately, but I did buy into the Shiba Inu recently and I got like quite a a lot of millions of shares because I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to sit on it because Mm -hmm. even if it hits one cent, I'm profiting massive one cent. I think about that, but Mm -hmm. I got into it before it started to, to go skyrocket. Mm -hmm. So I got it at a pretty good rate. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's interesting, but I I, see, look at like just a couple of a couple of grand ended up giving you a massive, Mm -hmm you know, opportunity, like, look how you bought property off of it. It's insane. I think, yeah, I think Shibuini will get there eventually. I yeah. think it will get to one set in the next year or so. But just in general, I've been learning about, I've been using my free time to learn about, learn about inflation and what inflation does, why, why, about banking, about banks and about a savings account and, and about why having a savings account isn't a good thing. Mm. It's all about buying assets. Don't, it's all about, don't keep the cash because that value goes down every day. If you keep a power note in your bank, that value goes it goes down every single day due to inflation. But what cryptocurrency is is a what is what they call an inflation hedge. You got certain jewelry, which is also an inflation hedge. Property is also an inflation hedge because they rise at the same percentage or probably even more than the rate of inflation. So I'm like, people saving up all their money for their kids one day to give their kids all this money. I'm like, don't give them money, give them assets. Cause that money, cause that 5K now is not gonna be worth that That's that same 5K in the next 10 years. It might be like 2K. So it's better to give them, it's, it's a lot better to give them a few assets that hold their value. Um, this is why I've been using my, like my free time to learn about these things, about the government and the banks and inflation and how they pump money into the system. They call it a liquidity injection where they just pump millions and billions into the system, create money from actual thin air, printing money, printing money, whereas after I have to work for it, they just go backstage and they print it. And that, bring in, and that brings our value down. But I've been using a lot of, our, a lot of my time to learn about this because right. I, feel like as a, as a, I feel like as an athlete, our careers are so short. Our boxing careers are so short. We need to maximize our earnings now because because i'm going to look back one day and my boxing career is going to be done i'm going to be like what have i done what have i earned right 
No, do you know what? I, I mean, I'd love to talk to you more off camera about that stuff because I love, I'm learning a little bit myself about it. I'm very new, but I, um, I've been definitely sort of dabbling in that and really kind of understanding how the system works mm -hmm. and uh, the, the massive advantages, lucrative advantages that come with knowing yeah. this information. Like you're absolutely correct about that. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, I, I plan to sit on, mind you, it was in 2020 when someone goes, oh, something about Bitcoin. I go, oh, yeah, I, I, I actually bought a little, a little bit into that. And they're like, mm -hmm. you do realize how, like, how much it's gone up, right? I didn't even know. I went and logged back. Yeah. I had to I, like, go verify my ID. I had to get mm -hmm. my app back to look into my account. And then I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, shit, I have money in there. <laughs> and I really <laughs> thought about it because, like, what, four years had passed. And I was like, mm -hmm. for three, th just over three years. And yeah. you, you have money. So the mm -hmm. important thing for me was sort of putting just enough in to where you're not going to hurt yourself not having it if you mm -hmm. lost it, but exactly. just enough to where you know that you're going to really benefit from it when it does exactly. hit the bucket. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I've been saying to everyone. Money to invest is not money that we use to spend because obviously everyone's got their money to get by. You've got your cab and your train and your petrol and your food money. That's not money to invest into assets. Right. Money to invest into assets is the money that you've got in a savings account that they say, you know what, I ain't got to touch this for six months or for one year. That's the money to invest. It's not having it in a bank where the value goes down. And also the banks trade our money as well. That's what I start going and get interest for. That's what interest actually is. The bank give you interest because if you've got 10K in a bank, the bank go trade your 10K, make a 10K, offer your 10K and then give you £10. And I'm just like, that's mad. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'd rather make a 10K off of my 10K than get £10 off the bank for like, like yeah, like, I'm not sure if you get what I'm saying. No, I do. But, I totally yeah. do. I learned about this stuff and I'm like, it's mad. Like, it's bank trade. So, you know what? I need to trade as, so, you know what? I've got to trade as well. And it's just like, it's all information, knowledge. There's power and like, knowledge. There's power and knowledge. So, like, the problem yeah. is half of mm -hmm. the time, the reason why. I would say about 98%, 99% of the world, which is why they say there's only 1% that's actually mm -hmm. like really making the money mm -hmm. in the world is that we lack the knowledge of knowing how they're doing things. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like we, we, when we know we can, ourselves can benefit from it, but mm -hmm. it, it works in their favor for us not to know. So, exactly. yeah. So it's, it's good to see. I'm, I'm really happy to see that you, you, really benefit from it and it made some profit and was able to make a smart investment in property like i'm waiting i'm still waiting to get there it'll come it'll come because I, I got smart this time i was like i ain't making that same mistake i did with bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool like my whole family's in on it too i'm like yeah yep, we're all gonna be rich in a few years 100 <laughs> percent. i've been trying to get everyone on this stuff right and it's good because when you know you start to hear about other ones too and you see yeah. you kind of learn the patterns of what works mm -hmm. for you and then now you invest in the other ones because yeah. what do they say i saw some posts where it said uh just 10 months ago if you had put one thousand dollars into shiba inu it'd be 550 million 550 million i saw that one as well i was like damn i oh, never knew that coins back then I was like, what? Where? it was like COVID. i was, I was sitting at home like it would be nice <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> wow. See, see how quickly it goes? And that, that's what they've been saying, like, even just in a, in a matter of, what was it, five months or so, seeing yeah. how quickly Shiba Unu has jumped. 
they're saying mm -hmm. within the next year, it should definitely have hit at least a dollar. And if I could even just hit $1 off of my investments, I'm wow. set. That's mental. It's insane. That's crazy. But I, <laughs> you know what? Congratulations on that. Honestly, that makes me happy to hear that. It, it inspires me too to keep going. Like, don't, mm -hmm. I'm not cashing out. I'm sitting on it. I don't care if I lose everything. I'm, well, hold holding, that. It. I'm holding it. <laughs> Hold the line. <laughs> well, uh, Ahara, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And you know what? It's really great to see that you're in such a strong mental space and you seem like you really kind of figured it out and you still have time to turn everything around for yourself. And, um, and I wish you all the best on November the 26th. Thank you. Well, any final words, anything you'd like to, to say? Um, thanks for listening to my interview. New OD, new me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, well, um, I wish you all the best, and hopefully we can catch up after your fight. And, um, you know, Lord willing, if all goes in your favor, you'll be okay. looking at uh, some pretty big fights coming up. 100%, no doubt. <laughs> all right, well, enjoy your evening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.